Welcome to Going Off Script, the podcast where we chat to performing artists and practitioners. We hear their stories and find out what's the goss. Hello everyone and welcome back to Going Off Script. I am Matt Ella and of course I have with me Alice Canton. Hello. And joining us we have the amazing and wonderfully talented and a good friend of ours, Hayley Sproul. What an introduction. Killed everybody. How are you? I'm real good today, actually. I'm real good. I've got dry eyes, though, so if I sort of keep needing to put drops in them throughout, only you guys will know. This is true. You might, they're so dry that the listeners might actually hear them you blinking. Hear <laughs> no, you hear this. <laughs> That's my eyes blinking. Oh, right. Uh, well, so, Hayley... What are you? What do you do? Who are you? What do you do? What are you is, I reckon, one of the (laughs) hardest questions for, like, every artist I know in New Zealand. Because everyone's like, well, I started as a... (laughs) And then I realised I couldn't. (laughs) So I became a... Um, I'm an actor and a comedian and a writer. And I... What do I do? I, um, I act... And I comed <laughs> and I write. <laughs> no, I'm a writer for I'm a writer for TV at the moment. I write on Jono and Ben. Uh, I do a bit of writing for Seven Days and Funny Girls. I'm also an actor on all of those things. Um, um, I've been doing lots of TV this year, but predominantly I love making my own theatre. Yes. Ooh. It was in fact one of your very own theatre pieces that was my first uh, introduction to the basement theatre. Yeah, Miss Fletcher sings the That's blues. That's the one. Man, that was a that was an interesting time because I'd done it at Comedy Fest that year in Wellington, and it was our first year out of drama school, eh? Yeah. And it had gone too well, you know. Like for your first thing out of drama school, I was like, acting is easy. Everybody loves everything that you do. This is going to go and amazingly. Go, oh, all my friends are in Wellington. So I, that- exactly. It was like, oh my God, an audience <laughs> are my friends. They love me. They laugh at me. And then I remember we came up to Auckland and I was just like blindly expecting the same response. And then I think it was like opening night, like solid 40 people. And I was like, this is still cool. And then like every night afterwards, it was like 12, <laughs> 15, <laughs> confused. <laughs> they don't know what to say. Yeah, like, came to the wrong show, but you wouldn't let them leave. So yeah, like, well, shit. that's, I mean, often with that show, Miss Fletcher's Things the Blues, so I did it for a few years. So many people came to it thinking it was a blues show. Oh. And afterwards you wanted to be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Contains no actual blues. Well, they're like, oh, it's not actually a blues show. Yeah, like Lady Sings the Blues. I love oh, it. Oh, right. Bit yeah. of that. Yeah. But it was just poor titling on my behalf, I think. Damn. Oh, that's actually quite a good tactic to get people unsuspectingly coming to your show. Just yeah. put this different kind of art form in the title. Yeah, absolutely. And then they sit there as you're sort of like prattling on at them like some weird teacher. And they're like, this is not the show I thought it was going to be. You wonder at what point they were like in that show, they're like, no, it's definitely not a yeah. blues show. Proud to say no one's left that show, though. So if they came in wanting some um, Nina Simone, <laughs> they stayed for whatever I gave them. And look, now they probably have a lifelong love yeah, of the theatre. Remember that time we went to that show? That girl was just sort of yelling at us for a bit. Is, isn't, that, isn't that the one on the... Is it, is it, is it, is it her? Is she... Is it the baking lady? Is she the one that forged my lifelong love of live performance after seeing yeah. that show? Yeah, I think it, it is her. It is, it is her. It's me. Yeah, Hello. Yeah, yeah. You have formed a legacy. You have formed. Thank it. you so much. Yeah, a, a legacy. 
Let's a just leg- finish here. That's enough. National <laughs> treasure. Hayley Sproul. If you form a legacy, are you a legend? Oh, good Is question. Is it are you a legger? A, leg- <laughs> a legume. That's a legume. A I've legume. always wondered what that word means. That's exactly there what it is. It is. Um, so you did Miss, Miss Fletcher Sings Blues. What other shows have you done at the basement? At the basement theatre. Um, well, actually, Miss Fletcher Sings Blues... Sings the Blues wasn't my first show at the basement, little doth people know. Uh, bit of Shakespeare for you. Um, oh my God, do you do Shakespeare as well? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, for a surf, my lord, my liege, for a surf. Um, <laughs> Shakespeare in American accents <laughs> is my favourite. Um, but before I did uh, Miss Fletcher Sings the Blues, which was my first own piece of work at the basement, I did a little show called Confessions of a Drag Queen that was a solo drag show by Ricky Be- Ricky Ricky Beirao, um, a Brazilian Kiwi, and I was like one of his, back then we called him us trannies. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think about it now. We were the backup dancers to this drag show, and we were in like male to female drag so it was kind of an interesting thing and I just sort of like crawled on the floor and danced so that was actually my first show at the basement uh, while I was still at drama school then I did Miss Fletcher then I did um, some stuff with Chris Parker stuff with Chris Parker we did Outsider's Guide Tidy Whities we did Milky Bits Uh, I did two Christmas shows Jesus Christ Part 2 and Santa Claus I did what else have I done just there's a phase a, last a year. There's a lot of shows. Well, Basement's kind of my... Because, like, predominantly the theatre work that I've done is just I've made it myself. And so Basement's, like, my go-to, my happy place. It's so easy. I know the lay of the land. I feel like at the Basement you can really, like, build an audience, you know? Like, and if you, like for me, like, building an audience, particularly coming from Wellington and now living in Auckland, has been, like, super slow. Like, from the 14 people at at Miss Fletcher in 2012, like it's 2018 now, and I still really like, whew, i got to hustle for an audience. So I feel like by staying in one place with all of my own works, kind of like, I don't know, people can link back to it and go like, oh, I think I know her. I think I remember that she was there last year. Let's go check her out. So you, I mean, like, is it quite unusual to be going from performing to friends and family and your fan club to performing to absolute strangers? I know that sounds really dumb and really obvious, but actually the idea of performing to absolute strangers that don't have a relationship to you? I prefer it. Yeah, there's something about performing to family and friends, like family in particular, that makes me so nervous. Like when anyone I love is in the audience, I just feel sick. You know, I get like, oh, it has to be good. It, you know, I don't want to stuff it up in front of them. I really want it to be a good show, and it's like too much pressure. So when I see a room full of strangers, I'm like, I'm never going to see you again. Like, see you later if you hate this. Um, but I can't remember when I first sort of noticed that different audience people were audience people. Audience yeah, people. equality. <laughs> um, <laughs> that audience members were coming that I didn't notice. And now I'm like, don't notice, I don't know many of them. And it's like, oh, cool, hello, welcome to me. It's a nice way to test the boundaries, I guess, eh? Yeah, because you've got nothing to lose with people that you might not ever see again. And if they hate your work, you won't see them again. (laughs) So you're kind of like, I'll try something. If you're into it, you'll be like, yeah, that's awesome. And if you're not, like... What do I care? You can go. Yeah, Tom Sainsbury. Talk to Thomas Sainsbury, and he was talking about that idea of it's a really strong reader of whether the work 
like works and I'm paraphrasing terribly here but that idea of like it lets the work speak for itself because then if they don't know you and then they laugh then you're like shit yeah and particularly because I'd say the majority of my friends are either comedians or actors or theatre makers or within that industry and so they're very generous audience members like I'm sure you guys know that when you've got a a room full of your mates they're gonna laugh they want you to be like having a great time and be successful so it's not like I think a lot of reviewers always like write about it as well like opening night you know that's just like a group of your friends coming and laughing at you it's not a true like marker of how good the work is yeah it's really the next show yeah it's the next show when like no one turns up 14. But I always think it's like, it's like, who cares? It's good for the performer. It's good for you to come out on an opening night to like a warm crowd who's like, we love you. Mm. And then you're like, oh, the, the show's good. And then you can come out the next night and you're like, it can be worked on. <laughs> it's a work in d- There's room for improvement. Mm, uh. <laughs> we pretend that we don't like indicate who's going next, but we do. Listeners. Pass the mic. I'll pass the mic. Oh. Are you a rapper as well? I'm also a rapper. Um, do you know what? I actually used to... <laughs> as Matt Allen knows, because Matt and I have been on many a road trip, we road tripped up and down the South Island with Miss Fletcher Sings If anyone wants to, wants to watch some of that content, it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, on my YouTube channel, Hayley Sproul, there's a 10-day blog of uh, in 2014 that we made, vlog, sorry, um, of us travelling up and down the South with Island. The GoPro. Oh. With a GoPro. The GoPro. And most of it's just us like, singing in a car. But I'm a huge rap fan. <laughs> it's like I love. I'm like Matt. Where we love metal and rap, and there's like sort of like no in between. But um, I remember when I used to it was at drama school. They used to always have like ciphers. Do you remember those? Yes, yeah, the ciphers. <laughs> the ciphers. And people would all like meet down. They'd like meet at the cipher. Meet in the basement at the cipher. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go along to the cipher. And I'd like get it and be like. Well, I'm here at drama school. It's really hard, and I don't know what I'm gonna wear tomorrow. And <laughs> you just like get in there and talk, and then be like, "Yeah, that's my rap. I pass the mic." <laughs> look, look. There's always you can always go back to rap. You know I what I'm saying? I can return to rap. You yeah. can return or fall back on rap. Yeah. <laughs> And then if you're like the next show is Heidi Sproul raps the blows. You know. Wow. The, you know. How do you rap the rapping the blues is like scat, isn't it? <laughs> a boobadoo. Super bop wah wah. Shit, see, told ya. She scats. What? She, what can't she do? Miss <laughs> Fletcher scats the blues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the long-awaited follow-up of the 2014 hit. <laughs> oh god. What What are some of your um, fondest memories of the basement, or like something that always like when the basement pops up, you go that thing. Well, there's two sort of ways that I relate to the basement. One of them is through work, and one is through heavy play. And so a lot of my basement memories are like beautiful hangouts with people and like great parties and huge nights and that kind of stuff, which I sort of, you know, it's not related to work at all, but it's for me, like one of the most amazing things about a bar, a theatre, a community is the community bit, because I, it's one of the places that preaches that but genuinely practices it and I always feel that so for me like the social element of going there and always being surrounded by like-minded people that's one of my favorite sort of that's what always pops up when I think of the basement like I can go there any time of the day and I'll feel welcome I'll feel like I can connect with people there'll probably be a friend or two there yeah it's like a comfortable like home place it's a community um memory wise oh I'll never forget 
in two two shows, Chris Parker and I had made. Um, which was the first one? Outsider's Guide and um, Tidy Whities, and we had made them as you do any theatre show that you make really quickly <laughs> and they weren't finished and we were like driving up because we were both lived in Wellington we were like driving up to Auckland like still making the show while we were driving and we got to Auckland and it was just like it was an absolute shit show nothing was made no props were done we had these big dreams and like nothing done and so we ended up calling our friend Adrian Hook who we went to drama school with and Adrian was like look we hadn't even booked accommodation he was like look come and stay at my house out in like the Waitakere Ranges, I think, like right in the bush. <laughs> he was like, come and stay at my house. I'll help you. Like, we'll get some paint, we'll paint some things. We'll do, I've got a sewing machine. I've got food. Like, don't worry about it. And so we came there and he helped us. He made, we made all these things. We were like painting in his driveway. And then we turned up to the basement and like Adrian Hook just kind of ran the show for us because we were like new. It's our new work. We, no one knew who we were. And yeah, when I think about the basement, I think about Adrian Hook um, on the first show behind an OHP doing all of our slides for us and like sort of running around like changing all props and getting things ready at the back of the basement where we'd put up this like shoddy curtain and in the second show just like hanging out in the ceiling for like 45 minutes before he had to lower something down from the trap door and like he did nothing but he was always there and I always think of Adrian Hook when I think of the basement because it's always like basement shows like have, an, have like a, an edge of like roughness about them and all of mine always do and I remember Adrian Hook almost every show I've done actually he just sort of comes in and like helps helps out yeah Adrian Hook if you're listening I love you mate he's a man what a friend what a national treasure eh I also remember another memory of like you know how the basement always puts your posters on their walls and I always looked at it being like oh man like Natalie Medlock and all these like amazing people that I've like you know, admired for so long. And then coming back to do another show and there was a Miss Fletcher Sings the Blues poster on there and I was like, I'm famous. Like, I have made it in Auckland and I feel part of this, like, elite group of people that get to put on work here. Yeah, I, it's on the wall. It's a permanent... Yeah. yeah, you're permanent. I was here. Yeah. You're moving into TV and, like, writing and that kind of stuff... Like, what brings you back to theatre, if anything? Are you drawn back? Are you like, fuck theatre, I was just stepping on you to get to the TV throne that nah, is mine? the opposite. I'm in TV, and this is, like, genuine. And, yes, it's easier because TV pays you so much more, and it's, you know, it's crazy in a way. But I'm doing... The reason that I do television and do kind of more commercially stuff, shall we say... Um, is to grow my audience so that they come to my shows. Like, if for me, it's like, if I can get, if I can up my profile in any which way, I'll do that so that people then get interested in the thing that I'm truly passionate about, which is making people laugh and in a live format. I do love, I like TV. I love acting in front of cameras and all that kind of stuff, but it doesn't give me the same sense of like, like this is why I'm here as, like, live performance. So for me, like, TV, well, it is, I've got to pay my bills, and it's a great way of doing that. But for me, it's like, in these, like, formative years, how can I get basically as famous and, like, as, like, high profile as possible so that when I put on a show, the audience is bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger? 
does that mean that if they get so big, you'll stop performing in a place like the basement? Or are you like... I don't think so. I think you just put more shows on because my I feel like my shows, no matter how big the audience gets, they'll always feel like a basement show. They're never going to feel like a Roger Hall or like, you know, an ATC production. I don't think I'm ever going to... I don't have the capacity to, nor the interest, to create a piece of work like that. I want my shows to always feel like something you'd find in a back alley of Edinburgh. And for me, like, that's... The basement holds that. Like, the people come into a show at the basement with a basement mentality, and that's what I need from an audience, as opposed to, like, Circa or ATC or even Silo. I think that audience is, like... I don't know, it's like they go in expecting a style of work, so they're kind of prepared for that. So, like, if I was to go on at, like, Sky City Theatre in a solo show with, like, weird painted banners that say, you know, release your fear and I've got a weird piano I think that there'll people just be like, oh I'm in the wrong headspace for this whereas at the basement it's kind of like, of course Yes, this is what we made <laughs> This makes life. sense yes. <laughs> Yeah Do you know, I was thinking about that this year because I mean, I'm not anticipating some kind of overnight success, but, um, you know, I'm doing the Great Kiwi Bake Off at the moment and it's a re- it's like such a different style of work from the shows that I make, um, but it's got a massive audience and I was sort of thinking, oh, next year, you know, I'm so interested to see um, how that does reflect in, you know, whatever show I make next year. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I'm ready to go uh, in the main space, you know, on my own and hopefully sell out. And it's like, no, I just sort of want to keep it chill. And if it's like, if you sell out five nights, then it's like, cool, awesome. Yeah, you did a comedy fest this year in the studio. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and like, you could have gone into a big space, but you chose the studio. Yeah, I think so. It's like, I don't know, I just don't want to get ahead of myself and think that... Yeah, for me, like a small room, like a fizzing small room feels way more successful than like a empty big room. And so it's like, for me, it's like that feeling of like, wow, this is really like a big audience gives you the confidence to kind of go, maybe I will go bigger next year. As opposed to sort of, I just felt like this year was like one sort of moment too early to do that. Are you, are you going to come back next year? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I've put in my applications. Oh. oh. So Comedy Festival, if you're listening. If you're listening, uh, please. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've actually pitched two shows. I'm gagging to make a new show. <gasps> Shit, two shows, though. Mm. Yeah, great. I want to uh, can I do a follow-on question? Sorry, I'm being a big, a big fucking hog. <laughs> big old hog. My big fucking hog question was like, what the fuck is your process for making a show? Ugh. I don't, it's, uh, is it different every time? It's rushed, last minute, <laughs> Yep. <laughs> late, like I'm, I'm, I work late. Like in the night time. In the night, yeah. I can't, I can't get up early and work and be responsible. I paid last year, this year's Comedy Fest, I paid like, what was it, it was like 200 bucks for a rehearsal room and I wrote the majority of my show from four to five in that last hour of having that space. You know, because I needed all that time to kind of like, fuck around and yeah I just I like potter for ages and then I like speed make but usually I'll start at the piano because all of my well yeah all of my shows all of my solo shows uh have songs in them and I have my piano so most of the time I'll start with like one or two songs which I'll write at like the piano and they're just like long jam sessions like they'll be I'll think of like an observation and then I'll sit down and think of like two rhyming lyrics and then it kind of just builds and builds 
And then I'll go about like building the sort of content around it, like what the other jokes are or also helps that I have a director boyfriend. So like if I've got like a smattering of ideas, I just show him my big like brown paper, like these are my thoughts. And he's like, what about this? What if the story is this? Aaron Aaron is the man. Aaron's the man. Aaron is like the perfect person for like, and he's great from the start of a process, but we don't, we haven't worked in that way together, me and Aaron. That was like director actor. He's like, I'm always like uh, actor, and he's like fixer or like door opener. Because I'll get to a point, I'll be like, this is what I think it is. He's like, imagine if da da da, da. and you're like, oh. But yeah, mm. rushed, late, fast, stressful, crying, and then fine. Great. There's been maybe like three out of all the shows that I've made that the first time I've ever run it from start to finish was like opening night in front of an audience, and the thrill of that. The adrenaline is like fun, but every time I'm like, I hate myself. <laughs> How never, again. never again? How did I put myself <laughs> in this position? Yeah. So, what what kind of impact has the basement had on you? Um, it's been pretty huge, to be honest, because I was thinking about this in the drive over here, thinking about the basement and the amount of work that I've put on there. And I think, like, about these bigger jobs that I've had or, like, you know, steps up in your career where you feel like you've sort of entered into a new level, maybe, of performer. And I can genuinely trace all of those opportunities back to a show I've done in the basement. Like, every single one of them in some way is connected. Like, for years, for I'd say for the first three to four years out of drama school, every job I had was connected to Miss Fletcher's Things of Blues. And I could, like, trace it quite easily, whether it was, like, a relationship or someone had seen it or someone was interested in the fact that I played piano. Like, it was all connected to that place. And, and I feel like if I didn't have the ability or didn't have a space that I could put on my own work easily and, like, accessibly and affordably... Um, then I wouldn't be a working actor because I, I don't get hired in the way that I feel a lot of actors do. You know, I think that I'm maybe not as strong in like a traditional audition room or I'm not as strong as like, you know, like short and street acting or whatever. So my way of auditioning to, to be like successful in this industry is by like showing people what I can do through my own work. And if you create your own, your own work, then like you just make it in a way that shows you off in all the best ways. So yeah, I think for me, like a place like the basement without it, I can't do, I couldn't get this far and I couldn't continue to keep going further because, um, yeah, I'm not, I don't work well the other so the more traditional route of like audition get a job audition get a job for me it's like okay how like where am I really strong where am I like a standout where can I put that on it's always the basement oh (laughs) basement (laughs) we're gonna do some quick quick cookies some short sharp funkies short sharp funkies (laughs) short sharp funkies okay if the basement was a piece of music or an artist, what would that be? Oh, it's got to be like Patty Smith. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, kind of yeah. like, fuck you, and like beautiful, poetic, but like kind of rough and like forward thinking and a bit kind of like, Rah! that's what I think of the basement is. If the, if the basement was an animal, what type of animal would it be? A <laughs> a feral cat. <laughs> Why is that? 
Um, cause it's sort of like rough <laughs> and a bit kind of like, Oh, sometimes like, Oh man, what? Um, but you're like, Oh, but I love it so much. And then you get to know it and you're like, Oh man, you're coming home with me. <laughs> you're coming home. Uh, ow, 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 ow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you hurt me. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If the basement was a car or a vehicle, what would it be? Um, <laughs> It would be a 1992 Mitsubishi Mirage. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because that was my first car. And it was when I had it at Toy, and it had all sort of different coloured doors, and it was a bit rusty, but it never let me down. Like, it never broke down. I, tra- I travelled up the island in it all the time. Uh, it was so old but uh, trusty and it had a great radio system <laughs> so I get to blast music in this car yeah and it didn't need a lot of petrol to run that's always a bonus yeah, yeah. not today am I right god uh, bloody hell god Texas yeah god. Um, if the basement was a cocktail or, or a beverage what would it be it would be a shot <laughs> <laughs> it would be a shot of uh, tequila yeah great it's like Sometimes you're like, should I? And then you're like, always yes. Yes. Straight no chaser. Yes, absolutely. None of this lemon, salt, just tequila. Yeah, great. Because I always think about the basement as well as being like late night vibes. Even when you're there at 6.30, it kind of feels like you're at a club or like you're at a cool bar. Or a dingy bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And finally, if you could describe or use three words to talk about the basement to someone who didn't know what the basement was, what three words? Um, Bar, theatre, community. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally the most spot on slogan. No, I'll think of something different because it is a bar, a theatre, a community. Um, uh, uh, Open door policy. One. Yeah, I haven't had that. I feel like the basement is. I mean, like it's inclusive to people like me who are white and privileged, but still want to say something. And <laughs> it's, but it's inclusive to everybody, no matter where they come from. And I feel like the basement has exposed me to so many different types of work, but so many different types of people. And I just, I just, I love it so much. I'm passionate about it. There you have it, the amazing Haley Sproul. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on the so show. That was good. a nice little chat. We might have to do a longer one oh, shit, at another yeah. point in time. Long, oh, absolutely. Long, long form. The life that was. What do they call those? Um, I, I, I Haley Sproul. I Haley yeah. Sproul. Yeah, great. I, comma, Haley Sproul. Love it. So if, if you want to hear more of our episodes or anything, you can find us on the uh, podcast app, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, or CastBox. Uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search going off script. You should find us. Yeah. If uh, you don't, just like wail uncontrollably and someone will appear. It's like a conch. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just scream. You're like, we're coming. <laughs> or or email goingoffscriptpodcast at gmail.com or www.basementtheatre.co.nz. You'll find all the goodness. They've got weekly shows, they've got monthly shows, they've got daily shows, shows, except for Sundays and Mondays. But there's pretty much a show on here all the time, and there's something for everybody. Just get amongst it. And that was the gossip with Hayley Sproul. We'll see you later.